0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the EPP podcast on resilience and positive psychology. We are Luce Janssen and Marie-Louise Koelberg from Leiden University. In this episode, Luce will tell you some novel findings on resilient functioning of adolescents and their parents during the corona pandemic. But firstly, I will tell you some things I have recently learned about resilience. So a couple of months ago, I had a very nice conversation with a professor in Brain and Resilience. Her name is Anna laura van Harmelen. Before she was appointed as a professor in Leiden, she was head of the Risk and Resilience Research Group in Cambridge. We talked about her work on resilience after childhood trauma, and I will share some of her insights, findings and ideas with you. So first, as there is an ongoing discussion on the definition of resilience, I was interested in her description of this phenomenon. I'll try to paraphrase her. Resilience isn't just one thing. It is a dynamic process in which positive adaptations occur after stress. We measure this by looking at the stress responses and ask how much better does one function after the stressor than expected? Many studies in developmental psychology Focus on one outcome, for instance, the the presence of psychopathology or socio-cognitive functioning. But that's way too simple if we really want to understand resilience. We need to know who is functioning better than expected across several domains. So physically, mentally, cognitively and socially. This will give us a complete and realistic idea of what enhances resilience functioning. So, a question many researchers ask her is what the key factor is of resilient functioning. And her answer was simple. There is no such thing as the most important thing that make people resilient. Anne-Laure and her colleagues showed in a large literature review that resilience depends on a complex dynamic network of factors within and around people that makes someone function well after trauma. They aim to describe the countless factors that play a role in how well someone functions after those childhood adversities. For example, social support plays an important role in resilient functioning after trauma. But there are also important aspects within a person, in the brain for instance, namely amygdala reactivity. All those factors enhancing resilient functioning are interrelated. With this literature review, they wanted to show that all domains of resilient functioning are related. From neurobiological processes to genetics and the immune system to social functioning. I also asked her about her thoughts on resilience research. Until now, we had only measurements of someone's functioning after a traumatic event. But in order to better understand the mechanisms and the process they are now conducting studies in people with a history of abuse and neglect in, the, in childhood and their functioning before and after experiencing a new stressor. How does their immune system respond? How does their brain activity and their behavior change? Longitudinal studies looking at functioning after childhood trauma over a longer period of time, for instance, months of years, make it possible to answer questions such as which psychological and neurobiological factors predict resilient functioning? And are those factors stable or do they vary over time? So I'll try to wrap it up. The main thing I learned from the conversation with Anna Laura is that resilience is actually a dynamic network of biological, neurological, psychological and genetic factors that can change over time. In investigating this, researchers from different fields should collaborate. We do need brain studies, we do need complex statistics, we need social studies. We cannot study the large complex system on our own. Integrating all different aspects and domains it's very important to understand resilience. A noble job for us researchers, I would say. Now, Luz will share some recently published findings on adolescent mental well-being during the current pandemic. What made the pandemic bearable for adolescents? In other terms, what enhanced their resilience during the current circumstances? And what can we learn from this?
1: Thank you, Marie-Louise, for this nice introduction and background on resilience. It is indeed a very complex and dynamic phenomenon, but the line of research of anna van Harmelen sounds promising. In a sense, the corona pandemic provides us researchers with an exceptional opportunity to gain a bit more insight and resilience, especially if you already collected data before the pandemic and are able to follow up during and after the pandemic. These type of studies might help to learn more on factors within and around people that make someone function well even during or after these stressful times. While our study on well-being of parents and adolescents during the corona pandemic did not aim to investigate resilience, our findings do provide some insights, and I will discuss these later on, but I will first discuss the study itself, which Marie-Louise and I conducted in collaboration with other colleagues of the Clinical Psychology Department of Leiden University. The pandemic and the lockdown in the Netherlands in March created drastic changes in daily social life. Distinct domains such as family life, school, work suddenly coincided and families faced an unforeseen increase in hours spent together under the same roof. Adolescents and their families may be particularly affected by this enforced proximity as adolescents strive to become independent and focus more on socializing and spending time with friends rather than staying home with their families. We therefore conducted a study to answer the question what is the impact of the pandemic and lockdown on well-being of Dutch parents and adolescents and parenting in daily life? We approached families of healthy adolescents and their parents who already participated in the repair study of Leiden University and asked them whether they wanted to complete four surveys a day for 14 consecutive days in the beginning of April 2020. This was something they already did before in 2018 and nineteen, Before the pandemic and during the pandem- pandemic, parents and adolescents rated uh, how they were feeling and how they experienced mutual contact. It turned out that overall, the 34 participating adolescents between 11 and 18 years old and 67 parents seemed to have deal- dealt fairly well with the pandemic and the additional lockdown. Only parents reported a slight increase in negative effects. Effect of adolescence and parenting behaviour, both from the perspective of parents and of the adolescents, did not change. Families did differ considerably in the extent to which the pandemic had an impact on their well being. Not all parents reported an increase in negative effects. Some even indicated that they felt better or did not notice any differences during the lockdown. And this was also the case for adolescents. We tried to explain these differences by factors such as living conditions, income, having COVID-19 related illness or working with COVID-19 patients and intolerance of uncertainty. But none of these explained the differences in effect. But what made the pandemic bearable for adolescents? What enhanced their resilience during the current circumstances and what can we learn from this? our findings indicated that the impact of the pandemic and lockdown was different for everyone. Some people suffered a lot from boredom or loneliness, while others liked the peace and quiet. We asked the parents and adolescents about activities and strategies they used to deal with the situation. So what made it bearable? These activities and strategies differed greatly from family to family and between parents and adolescents. While it helped parents, for instance, to cook and dine, uh, it was important for adolescents to chill and listen to music. However, both parents and adolescents mentioned that spending time together as a family and watching TV shows helped them. Moreover, and in line with findings of anna Laura van Harmelen, families indicated that online contact with relatives and friends made the pandemic and lockdown more bearable. So, I tried to provide you with a bit of insight on resilience of families during the corona pandemic. However, as mentioned by Marie-Louise, it is a very complex and dynamic phenomenon. And interdisciplinary research is necessary to get more insight. For now, we would like to thank you for listening to our episode on resilience and positive psychology. And while we cannot say anything about what helped for everyone in these uncertain and sometimes stressful times. Marie-Louise and I hope that you try to relax sometimes during the second wave of the pandemic. And keep reaching out to each other. Stay safe, sane, and connected.